0: Hello, and welcome to the All Things Narrative Podcast, where we explore the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live. I'm your host, Derek Hatch, and let's get started. Welcome to today's episode. This is episode two, and this is the second Tuesday of the month. And so we are going to start a segment called Narrative 101. And for Narrative 101, we are going to take a look at the kind of the guiding principles and some of the similarities um, that the stories we love, you know, in fiction and the stories we uh, live in our own lives, what they share, how they kind of overlap in a lot of different ways. But before we get started, I just want to say thank you again for joining us. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You know, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google, Podbean, however you're getting this, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe. All right. And I am very, very excited to get into this. And so, you know, maybe you, you heard the trailer or you've heard the first episode and you might be wondering, who is this guy? This host, you know, why why does he get to talk about narrative and stuff? And the cool thing that I really love about narrative is that narrative doesn't really belong to anyone per se. You know, as I've mentioned before, storytelling is the universal language of humanity. It's what we've all done for so long. And so I'm passionate about that. And I'm so passionate about that, that I wanted to try to find the ways that we can best have conversations around narrative. And so, you know, I grew up writing a lot of stories and like everybody just immersed in the world of all different types of stories that I encountered, uh, many of which you'll hear about in coming episodes. But what's really important is that over the last few years, I started to just lean in more, if you will, to this narrative language and to wanting to have more intentional conversations with people about it and around it. And so I wanted to have more intentional conversations with people that utilize this language of narrative. And so I was reading a book. Uh, I'll mention this book a lot on this podcast, but it's called Finding God in the Graffiti, and it's by Frank Rogers Jr. And so, in that book, he talks about, as a teacher, how he incorporated this language of narrative. And, you know, teaching is my background as well. So, that really spoke to me, and it really changed the way that I reach the students that are in my care. And one of the things that he mentioned in that book, um, in just a short paragraph, is he talked about narrative therapy. And I was like, narrative therapy? Like, that's, that's a thing? And so I went to go look it up, and I stumbled upon the works of the Dulwich Center and learned about Michael White and David Epstein, you know, these uh, therapists uh, in Australia and New Zealand, respectively. And I got to learn a little bit more about how over the last... 30 40 years or so there's this whole world of narrative practices you know and it started off as narrative therapy but it's really grown to something really really special and and outside of the therapy box even and it's utilized in a lot of different ways and so i was like torn at the time about what i wanted to get my master's degree in and i kind of thought to myself man wouldn't it be cool if like, you get your master's in narrative and story. But I was like, where am I really going to find that? So I actually did like kind of like a worldwide search, just different schools around the world and trying to see from accredited universities where you could find this. And I wasn't quite sure what I was looking for, but I wanted the word story or narrative in there, which I know sounds kind of shallow when I say it out loud. But I wanted to put that in and see if i could find anything if you will that that could kind of lead me in the right direction and a lot of stuff about stories about business and marketing and a lot of stuff Uh, about, you know, that you might see with story and narrative is also in the world of, like, creative writing and stuff like that. But neither of those really were the niches that I was looking for. And so I did learn that there was a master's in narrative therapy, the University of Melbourne in Australia, and that was in a partnership with the Dulwich Center, with the very organization that really founded this particular movement within the world of narrative. And so... I didn't think I'd ever actually get to do it though. Cause you know, you have to go to Australia and that's, that's just something, you know, with a wife and kids, that's just not in the cards for me, but lo and behold, you know, the 2020 hits and we get the COVID pandemic and all that stuff. And I find out, because sometimes I periodically check things online, you know, just there's something like inside of you that's maybe like, ah, oh, let me check that one more time. And let me just check in on that. You know, I got lots of stories about times I did that and something cool came out of it. And this was one of them because when I checked in, I saw that the masters was now being offered completely virtually online. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I could do this. And so I applied And I interviewed with Cheryl White and, you know, had email exchanges with David Denborough. And then before you know it, bam, I was enrolled. And so, yeah, I got my master's um, recently in narrative practices. And I, there's a wealth, a goldmine of information on narrative that I got there. And what of what I really want to do in these narrative 101 segments is I want to impart that on you and share with you some things I learned. Because a lot of people, they love narrative and they love story, but they don't know a lot of these technical things, you know. Maybe they know a bit about storytelling in terms of the elements of like plot, character, setting, theme, which we'll go back to quite a lot in this show. But I wanna uh, what I want to do in these narrative 101 sections, at least for maybe like these first eight episodes or so over the next eight weeks is I want to go through there's a great book uh, by a guy named John Stillman and he wrote this little book called The Narrative Journey an Illustrated Guide to Narrative Therapy Principles and he outlined these kind of eight overarching principles that guard narrative therapy. But what I want to really do with them is I want to talk about them and I want to connect them into this storytelling kind of nature and reality, if you will, that that we have as people. And so um, as you probably already saw from the title of the episode here, the first one is the narrative metaphor. And this is the, the foundation, if you will. If we don't have the narrative metaphor, we don't really have anything else to work off of. Now, according to John Stillman in his book here, you know, the basic idea of the narrative metaphor is that people seek meaning for their lives through story. That's in essence, what, or at least why the narrative metaphor exists, if you will, is that we are searching for meaning and storytelling and story living is how we pursue and find that meaning and how we hold on to it and cherish it and pass it down to the next generations and so on. And so the narrative metaphor is actually what uh, my innovation project in my master's program was, was focused on, was how do we expand this narrative metaphor and develop it more and more in different ways. And so if you read the works of Michael White and other narrative therapists, um, you'll see the narrative metaphor pop up quite a bit. I think my favorite definition of the narrative metaphor actually comes from Jill Friedman, who you might remember from our last episode. And if you haven't heard that episode, you haven't heard her story, go check that out because Jill Friedman is... Amazing. And she is a wealth of wisdom and a treasure of knowledge. And so I love her definition, though. I quote it all the time. It's uh, from an article she wrote in 2014. And she says that the narrative metaphor suggests that people make sense of their lives through stories so again seeking meaning making sense of their lives right because that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day is we're trying to figure out why am i here what's going on why is this happening to me who am i where am i going what is my life all about all these existential questions that we have and the narrative metaphor is our way of trying to figure that out so what does that exactly look like well, there are these uh social psychologists named Kenneth and Mary Gergen. And they talk about this idea of what are called self narratives. So a self narrative includes the narratives that you tell about yourself to other people. So that's the first part of it, okay? So, you know, when somebody asks, "Hey, how was your weekend?" and you go like, "Oh, well, you know, I did this and I did that." And we tell these stories of what happened right and you know if you've ever heard somebody give a testimony before or share something about their life through spoken word right we tell people stories and with stories we select the information that is most relevant and important for that conversation for that medium so that's the first part of self narrative is it's the narratives that we tell about ourselves to others but then there's another side of that as well And that's the narratives that we tell about ourselves to ourselves. So this is almost like the internal side of the narrative metaphor. This is where, you know, you ever think back to when you were in school and, you know, you got a test back and maybe you failed the test. What are you saying to yourself in that moment? Are you saying, I'm stupid? I'm a failure, I'm worthless. I can't believe I screwed up and did that. You know, and we make these identity statements based on the stories that we find ourselves in, and so we have narratives that we tell about ourselves as well. You know, I'm a victim. I'm. I don't deserve this. Uh, whatever it might be. You know, and it could be good narratives as well. It could be like, wow, I've come a long way. I really achieved something or it could be wow I'm feeling such a f- sense of fulfillment from volunteering with this organization or you know whatever it could be so these self narratives that Gergen and Gergen describe they really help us understand the narrative metaphor in a very personal way And what they also said is that people rely on these self-narratives, they engage in them in order to establish coherent connections about life. So just like Jill Friedman said, it helps us make sense of our lives in some way. It helps us to make connections. And one of these days we'll do an episode about how our brains make these sorts of connections but we try to connect ideas and we try to connect ourselves to different things and try to gain meaning of, oh, well, I, you know, you, I went through this tragedy, but it taught me how to be a more generous or kind or loving or peaceful person. And that's a lot of what narrative therapy is about is we wanna help people to tell these stories in such a way that empowers them and to help them understand their stories and not just to let life pass you by, but to be intentional about that. And that's that's why I'm here. That's why I got this degree. That's why I do this. And you know, these stories that we tell to ourselves and about ourselves, uh, they reveal things about us. Um, they reveal what's important to us. They ma- they reveal um, different skills and knowledges, different hopes and dreams. Um, our sense of purpose, the commitments that we want to have in the world. They reveal things um, about us when we speak. And so the narrative metaphor, without that, you don't have narrative therapy. And, you know, the narrative metaphor is really based on things that we've kind of always done. It's not a new thing, you know? People will say that narrative therapy is like this postmodern approach. And while it does overlap with postmodernism at times quite a bit, it's tapping into something that's so much more ancient and so much more global than just a Western discourse. And so, yeah, that's, um, you know, what... uh the narrative metaphor is in terms of therapy. And anyone who's a narrative practitioner, so that's what I would consider myself to be. And as narrative practitioners, what we try to do is we try to seek um, to surface, what are these kind of alternative stories of how we live life? You know, what are these stories that we might inhabit but not be conscious of? Or what are these stories that maybe are forgotten and buried under trauma and pain and hurt that we go through? Part of this is recognizing, and we'll talk about this probably in our next segment, is this idea of being multi-storied, realizing that there's a lot of different stories that we live and that there's some that are more life-giving than others. But we really want to re-engage our history And we want to have, as another principle we'll talk about later, is a sense of agency in our stories. That's really what we're trying to do. And so uh, Jonathan Gottschall, who's a professor and a writer, you know, he writes a book I'll also probably talk a lot about called The Storytelling Animal. And he talks about the role of a therapist as one who helps people to revise their life stories so that they could play the role of protagonists again. So let's start making that connection now to the world of fiction, right? We see a protagonist in a novel, in a film, and we see that they embark on a journey of some sort. And we pay money, we plod in the theater, we shout and we cheer and we get so excited and we tell all our friends about how Harry Potter was able, to, against all odds, defeat Voldemort, or how the Avengers, against all odds, were able to stop Thanos, you know, against all odds, you know, you, you, you name it, you name that story that you rave about with your friends, that you tell them all about, and next week, we're going to talk about one in particular that I hope you'll join me for, so, yeah, That's what we do. We get so excited when we watch other people's stories unfold. And even in history, you know, we look back on historical figures and we have Martin Luther King Jr. Day, where we remember the narrative that a great man had lived and what he stood for. And we connect with that story that that he's telling through his life. We see that... And so we ask ourselves, what would it be like if we played that role of protagonist in our lives, if we were living out a story? And that's what, uh, that's what my workshop, Live a Meaningful Story, is really trying to do. It's really trying to help us to, as Jonathan Gottschall said, to really help people to revise their life stories, to become aware of you know, where you are and where you're going. That's what I really love about this narrative journey book, is John Stillman talks about that he you know he tells you to imagine that you're on this path. And the thing about being on a path is you can look back and you can see, man, look how far I've traveled, but you can also look ahead and you can get a sense of what's coming in your life. And that's where we're at right now. you know, if you're here and you're listening to this, well, you're in the middle of your story. your story isn't over. And so we can look back, And we can look ahead and we can see, okay, what's the story I find myself in? And how do I, like a protagonist, how do I move forward in a direction? How do I look at my life through the lens of a story that I'm inhabiting? What if we're intentional? You know, if you think about a writer or a director, they're intentional about the journey that the protagonist is going to go on and the protagonist doesn't have that kind of doesn't always have control of the journey right but the protagonist still is able to make choices and choices have weight and consequences to them so what would it look like if we lived with that same sort of intention what it would be like to embark on a journey? So the narrative metaphor, and that's what this narrative 101 segment is really going to do, is it's going to really help us to flesh out what is this narrative metaphor? Why does it matter? My encouragement for all of you out there as we, you know, we're starting this journey with this podcast. This is you know, something I'm really excited been wanting to do for a long time. I got to the point where I'm like, well, why aren't I doing it? I see what I want in life, but why am I just staring at a distance? I'm not moving towards it. And so the narrative metaphor helps us understand like, oh my gosh, like I am a protagonist. I can make choices that can lead me into a meaningful story. And so the narrative metaphor is really key in understanding how we're living in life, how we're moving and why we're here. That's narrative 101 right there, the narrative metaphor. We got to start there as the foundation. Then we're going to build up from there. And you know, my company, All Things Narrative, has five guiding principles based on um, John Stillman and other narrative therapists' work. And so the first principle, if you go on our website that you'll see, is people make sense of their lives by telling stories about themselves to themselves and others. So a little bit of Jill Friedman and a little bit of Gergen and Gergen's words there meshed together, right? But yeah, so that's where we start. And that's why we're here. That's why all things narrative as a company exists, is because you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're trying to meet people where we're at. We're saying if story is how people communicate and if story is, if, if what Gergen and Gergen and Friedman and Michael White and all these people and John Stillman, if what they're saying is true, if this really is how we see the world and how we conceptualize reality, then let's be intentional about it. Let's lean in and dig into it more. And see what happens. See what comes out of it. So I invite you to go to allthingsnarrative.com. Learn more about the Live a Meaningful Story workshop. Learn more about the one-on-one life coaching as well, where we could sit down and we can, you know, through a more personalized approach, really look at the story that you're living. And so go check it out. Go check out allthingsnarrative.com. Let's connect. Let's chat. If you have any questions, reach out. Because this is this is just exciting stuff. You know, this just gets me fired up. And so thank you again for tuning in. And so we'll continue on the second Tuesday of every month with the narrative, uh, building off the narrative metaphor, Narrative 101. We'll have another episode uh, about talking about the problems in our stories and talking about people and our roles and all that stuff. But for next week, you don't want to miss out on next week's episode because if you liked you know, talking about protagonists and stories, we're going to go deeper next week into uh, a particular protagonist. And I'll give you a hint. Um, the first part of their name rhymes with rat and the second part of their name rhymes with, I don't know, Dan. So Rat Dan. You can use your imagination. And so join me for that. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yes, let's build off that narrative metaphor. Let's make sense of our lives and let's pursue meaning together through the art of story. This is your friendly narrative practitioner, Derek, signing off, saying thank you and tune in next time. Take care.